Good afternoon and welcome to episode 41 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse, or should I say the, the excitement of the afternoon of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse, because I have the overexcited Kareen with me and she's bubbling oh with God. excitement today. Quite why, one would not know. <laughs> Do you know why? Because this is the Christmas episode. <laughs> this is the mother load right here, people. It has been decided. <laughs> the decision has been made. The decision has been made by the uh, senior management <laughs> that we should be so well. Chris, the, the word Christmas has been entered into because it's December. You know, time to put the sprouts on, folks. <laughs> 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 I see. Your vegetables will be brown by the time yeah, you eat them. Yeah, you can make sure they're cooked. <laughs> Solidly cooked. They'll be petrified anyway, by then. Enough of this hilarity. Um, in this week's exciting episode, Sophia Pan, thank you, has sent us um, a discussion topic on the subject of long and short-term planning. And we've decided to merge that in with... Um, festive holiday sort of sort of topics that we didn't think we'd be able to talk about for 30 minutes without boring ourselves to tears and and you as well of course so we're going to merge the two together and talk about how you would use your planner to plan for epic events epic <laughs> on or about the 25th of december <laughs> epic proportions yeah well, I, I think that we ought to first of all acknowledge the fact that at least this co-host right here waits the entire year for Christmas to come around. And I mean, I listen to Christmas music in the summer just to help it move along and it inches along in the summer. And then sure enough, autumn comes and before you know it, winter is upon us. So I am personally very excited. I love the Christmas episode. It's going to be something that is near and dear to me. And why is that? Because long-term and short-term planning go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. And one of the things that causes people anguish is right around the holidays, they get very stressed out for some reason. I don't know what it is. Is it the hustle and bustle? Is it obligations to buy gifts? Is it just not knowing how, if there's going, going to be a new year, if the, you know, it's just going to collapse at the, at midnight, you know, what, what happens at that point? So huge... we are here to bring calm. Don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> we are here to bring calm. It's the huge anticlimax that by the 26th, it's all over and done with for another year sort of thing. No, it's not. It's only just building up to the freshness of the new year. Come on, Steve. <laughs> Having tackled Oxford Street last week, I know exactly what's going oh through. <laughs> it's mayhem. Um, but there we go. Anyway. Yeah, so so let's get into it. What Do you plan for the holidays, Steve? Do you use a planner to plan? Well, more so this year than in previous years because I'm notorious for sort of... Um, forgetting or not really taking into account how time is moving on and how close we are getting <laughs> to Christmas and then realizing shocked I'm shocked, shocked. I'm shocked not, or not no surprised time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the things that go through my mind like will this get there in time um is an obvious question that comes to mind but 
I've actually started planning well in advance this year. Um, and are you still in your A5? Let's, I am still in my A5, yes, here. of course. All right. Um, so... And the planning that you're doing is in a, in a monthly basis, on a weekly? Is it just a task list? How are you setting this up? Well, it's still on my normal um, week view type thing. So it's it, it will roll over from one week to the next okay. um, if need be. But I'm actually sort of um, doing stuff in the sort of following weeks and noting things down um, as we get sort of closer to the end of the year now because it's... You know, we're into that month. As a by sort of by the way sort of thing, I used to hate December when I was working oh, no. because of the simple fact that most people were trying to do four weeks work in three weeks or two and a half weeks. Yeah. Uh, and it used to go absolutely nuts. And that really, I think, again, if I'd been using the planner properly back then it would have been a little bit easier to sort of plan around these things but um by the by so in terms of what i'm putting into the planner or what maybe others might consider doing is sort of putting in the sort of long-term things or start to note down when is the last um day you can do something by so you i'm think my way of thinking of this now is sort of what deadlines have you got to hit for right. all the various preparations be it presents be it post you know postal type things be it parcels be it cards um and that sort of thing and also you know in terms of preparations where if you've got visitors you know what time are they arriving what day are they arriving on what's their flight numbers and all that sort of stuff to go into the planner your planner could become quite so busy. that would be well, right that would be the long-term portion mm. of this segment right we're, we're now discussing the long-term planning so in everything we're pretty much looking at christmas planning or any other holiday planning like a project mm. and we're asking ourselves what is the end result? What are we hoping to accomplish as an end result? And what is the metric of success that we can say, well, we, okay, we've been successful or we were only partially successful. And so in our in this case, it would be how many parcels were sent out on time? Did they get there on time? Did yeah. we collect the people that we needed to collect on time and so on? And so if you look at it from a project perspective, the the holiday date doesn't change. Nope. It's always on the 25th of, of December, unless, of course, you're like me and you celebrate Christmas in January as well. And so, hey, <laughs> so we get to celebrate two Christmases. Christmas I, Christmases, Christmases. Okay. <laughs> so, so if you know that you have a guest list and they're coming or you're supposed to be going somewhere, I would suggest, as far as the long-term planning, it, like Steve said, put those milestones in you know that those dates are not variable. Mm. There are some things in your project that won't change. The date of the holiday won't change. The date of the flight won't change unless, of course, there's a weather impact and weather has to be calculated in these, right? Unlike projects we do at work, weather usually doesn't impact them. <laughs> you know, and you can start sort of... Um, weather forecasts these days tend to give you some idea, maybe sort of up to sort of 10 days in advance, maybe not terribly accurate that far ahead but certainly within five days it should be 
are reasonably accurate and you you can start sort of watching out for any issues in that respect um but you know you want to sort of if you are host you're if you are the host let's say for one of these major um holiday events then you want to appear to be as organized as possible so that you can enjoy it the actual event as much as all the all the all the other people around you. you don't want to be sort of dashing around and missing out on 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 everything do you so yeah, and not just appear but actually be organized right? yes well all right yeah okay yeah. <laughs> refine that one a little bit yeah <laughs> it um so you know certainly you can you start using your planner for preparing for you know things like meal plans um for for the actual holiday period and you know and trying to estimate how many um tins of roses you're going to need and which is a a confectionery delight of most english people i hasten to add (laughs) and uh, chocolates of one sort or another and how many what vegetables you're going to need because the shops are going to be closed try and find out when the shops are going to be closed because when christmas day falls um it can throw out the opening hours of the shops if it if it's over the weekend like it is this year um they might not be open on the monday or the tuesday or whenever and so if try and find out from your local shop when they're opening because they'll advertise that ahead of time um, and no most done. shops will have holiday hours yeah. that they will list so, so, and just write down the holiday hours yeah. of important places where you frequent so that you can know in case you can't call or you can't check the website mm. or whatever it is you'll know at a moment's notice and in fact that's what I do I keep I have a little uh, traveler's notebook a Giramondo mm. that I use specifically for Christmas it has no other role mm-hmm. And I list in there the recipes that we use for Christmas dishes that are only made on that time, the shops where we get things and what prices we paid the year prior Mm. for whatever it is that we paid, the hours, the phone number, if there is a point of contact that we can communicate. Because I love speaking with people in person instead of just dealing with Mm. generic customer service number. And all of this just sort of cycles out every year mm. i have like as you know my christmas list a naughty and nice list of who gets christmas <laughs> cards and who doesn't um and th- but that's very comforting because when i'm ordering christmas cards i have a count mm. I'm, i just have to go down my list and say okay well who's who's getting one or who's not um so it really helps to keep this stuff organized and i think this is the big difference between planning for a holiday and organizing content that is related Mm. to a holiday and one of the best things I've ever done is start this little notebook and that's why it's in a notebook and not in a ringed Mm -hmm. system is because I want the pages to be in consecutive order and I want to keep it for posterity to be able to track what we did in previous year what was different how many baubles or toys we put on the Christmas tree and so on and and what the traditions that we keep and what are some new traditions that we're bringing in and, and so on um, but I would suggest as far as being able to keep a lid on everything, the presence, I think, would be the biggest issue. And I know the online shopping now is, is what people are aiming for. Do you do any of that? Mainly, do do yes, uh, including yeah. getting um, them to gift wrap it and actually deliver it because 
actually sort of getting something sent here and then sending it back to UK um, it's just yeah, that would it's be a just nightmare. nightmare in shipping costs well shipping costs is one thing <laughs> and customs and just also the timing of it when you can guarantee delivery mm. you know in a fairly short period of time I'll be doing that sort of thing in this next week in fact for delivery um, to UK addresses fortunately it's only people in UK we buy for now and it's very short number of um, Your neighbours must love you. Yeah, so um, <laughs> it, it's, it keeps it simple. <laughs> One other now, thing I thought... Now, do you have a, a list? Your, well, yeah, it's on the in the calendar, in the panel okay, already. Um, one thing I thought of to add, if it's not already in your notebook, specifically for these sort of events, would be a page of the emergency numbers for the various utilities be it electricity mm-hmm. or gas or whatever um, outstanding um you know so if there is a, you know, a major power cut when you've just put the bird in the oven or whatever it is you're <laughs> cooking um you can at least ring up and find out how long it's going to be off for i hate to think but i'm sure it must happen somewhere or other. Right, or if you're having guests stay at your yeah. home, if you're going to be away, mm. that's a nice little yeah. planner that you can hand them and say, here's what happens in case, mm. you know, an emergency happens. Um, so that's the the long end of it. The short end of it would be, for short-term planning, would be creating mini projects out of what needs to be done. So, for example, let's say there are six gifts that Steve wants to buy for the UK. He can make a list of the people that he's buying for, find out what they're interested in, or if he's the one that's going to be selecting the gift, um, research the prices, and all of this can go into a planner so that at the end of it, he just has to hit... Buying is very easy. Have you Mm. noticed that? Buying is very easy. It takes no effort at all to buy. (laughs) It takes... Right? You just hit go. (laughs) It takes a lot of planning and thinking to make sure that the gift arrives on time, to know who it's for, if it's a well-suited gift, and so on. And that's the short-term planning of planner planning, Mm. if we're going to talk about it like that. And so one of the things that I like to do is create multiple steps for completing a said project, like the gifts, for example. Am I going to need wrapping paper, or is the online company going to wrap it for me? Uh, Is this something that's going to be delivered on time? Do I need to order ahead? Is this something that's on back order Mm. that you have to make sure that they have their product there in their warehouse? Um, And so... One of the things that I like to do with my mini projects is I create buffer zone milestones. I don't know if that's helpful or not. But let's say my milestone for being complete with gifts is December 20th. What I'll do is I'll create a three-day buffer zone. I'll count back and I'll say December 17th is the real milestone for that to account for days when things aren't available, if I wasn't able to get to the phone, if somebody wasn't able to answer, and so on, if there's any issues that arise. That way you don't you know what I'm saying? It's not cut and dry. You have to, you're dealing with people at the end of the day. Sometimes things just don't work out and you have to account for the fact that sometimes things won't work out the way you want them or when you want them. There's an awful lot. You, you think you've got plenty of time, but it's surprising yeah. um, at certain times of the year, how delivery times um, suddenly go from what you'd normally expect sort of a four maybe five day five day period to get from one country to another you know suddenly doubles or you know it, it gets even worse so you nearly need to account for that really if you, and things don't get back to normal so sort of mid-january sometimes um so when it certainly when 
when you're expecting deliveries and what have you it's best to you know plan that a reasonable amount of time in for for that as well yeah yeah well one of the things that with short short term planning allows for is it gives you the space to breathe so that you can create multiple steps in a project and you're thinking well why do i need multiple steps why am i creating work for myself mm. it's not so much work but you're taking the burden off of the final milestone result and so the more you can get done previous um, prior to the deadline the more time you have to have free time mm. or things that you're not taking care of once the deadline has passed and so let's say your deadline was in fact december 17th for getting all the gifts out and you managed to hit that deadline now you have 18 19 and 20 december to go take a holiday to go do something else because those mini projects have been completed now i know you can't cook although steve may want to boil his vegetables <laughs> a month in advance but you can't cook the meals that you want to prepare a month in advance but there are things that you can do you can get all the ingredients mm. for the meal yep. set up and put aside you can um ha i've found a couple of places around here in williamsburg where you can call the grocery store and they will shop yes, for you like put a grocery no box cost. for you too yes. yeah no cost at all and We've all you that. do is you come by and pick it up yeah so that may be something if you know that your meal that you're preparing requires very standard specific ingredients that anybody in the shop boy or whoever the bagger can go mm. get for you that might be something to consider but this all takes a moment of being able to collect your thoughts and say okay well what do i want to achieve out of my holiday mm. do i want to be frantic do i want to be the, like the people in oxford street that steve was battling just a few days ago um or do you want to have a sense of calm and peace and knowing that you've got your stuff together mm. one other thing i thought about for for sure in the short term is if you're having visitors that are only going to be, not necessarily staying with you but they're just going to be visiting for the afternoon or whatever it won't, won't harm to put in a sort of contact x contact y into your planner maybe sort of two or three days before the event to sort of just give them a quick call to make sure they're still okay and you know they know what time they're expected to arrive at and that sort of thing um, oh, to make sure that your guests are you actually going to arrive yeah right? well that you know there's nothing worse than thinking well did we tell them three o'clock or <laughs> are they, were they thinking four o'clock or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's not rude to do that, I don't think. Um, it's it would just serves as a little sort of memory jogger, if nothing else, because not everyone is as well organised and planned as us, of course. <laughs> I think we need to take that in consideration because you may have all your ducks in a row, but if your guests don't, yeah. or if the company that you're buying from doesn't, and maybe they just hired someone that has no yeah. clue what they're doing. Uh, you want to, That's why I leave the three-day buffer zone yeah. for usually because you account for human error. You account for people saying, "Oh, I had no clue we were supposed to be at your place at four o'clock. I thought you said two o'clock." And now, you know, so without mentioning this... names, we have prepared the whole <laughs> dining table for an evening meal, and people didn't turn up. <laughs> oh dear! And then that's quite bad. when you eventually get the phone call the following day, oh, it was last night, was it? Yes, <laughs> we thought it was next week. Well, you can, we can do next week if you wish. <laughs> Here we go, set it up again. We'll just keep the food that we prepared last week for next week. No, we did that. Alison says, you don't mind having the same thing again next week, do you? I suppose not, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
the idea of the behind the short-term planning is that you're really just creating mini projects that complete the final mm. long-term project the, is what it is. Into really. the small detail things, really. All these little yep. things that matter. That small help, details, incremental. That help improve yeah. the overall sort of sense of feeling in control, really, isn't it? Um, you know, we all like to, you know, we don't like dashing around at the last minute because... Right. We don't get to enjoy the event and we don't get to sort of, we're still dashing around the kitchen or we're sort of, we've not got the, the wine up from the cellar or whatever. Uh, and we can't sort of join in the conversation when people arrive and that sort of thing. Right. Whereas if you can be sort of look calm and collected, you catch people out because they think, well, have they actually prepared anything to eat or not? <laughs> You know, There's nothing I'm in hungry. the kitchen. You're all going to go home hungry. <laughs> My favourite one of that was a little side story. Is we went to someone's house and there was no sign of any cooking at all going on. And I'm thinking, what are we going to eat here? Because I've not had anything to eat before we come out. And then they suddenly said, we're ordering pizza. <laughs> it was a takeaway. Oh, fine. <laughs> I'm easy with that. <laughs> Yes, all part well, of the yeah, surprise. Yeah, and so if you if you find yourself in a position where you're planning for the holidays or you're planning for anything that needs to have a final outcome, final result, the idea is to create many projects as the short-term plan in relation to the final context, which would be the long-term event. And this works for anything, for people that want to create New Year's resolutions, that if you want to, for example, save some money or if you find that at the end of the year you don't have enough money to pay for Christmas gifts or you wish you had more. Find out how much you've paid for Christmas gifts in the years past mm. and then take that number and divide by 12. Mm -hmm. And if every month you put aside a little bit of that money that, that you've divided by 12, then by the time Christmas rolls around, you'll have all the money that you need without having to make such a huge sacrifice. And I think this is what we're talking about when we say you don't want to run around. The sacrifice comes because you haven't, done the preparation mm. and you find yourself as Steve said running downstairs to the cellar to get a bottle of wine because you didn't plan for the fact that you have to have the bottles up there chilled or whatever they're supposed to be doing it seems like a small thing but they add up mm. when you've got the wine and then the dinner and then the gifts and then this and that and you find yourself all of a sudden it's everybody else's Christmas but not yours <laughs> and that's what we want to avoid right mm. we want to enjoy Christmas ultimately it's the celebration of the birth of Jesus is what we're doing here so let's not lose track of that in <laughs> in all the hustle and bustle of, of getting things done one of the things so, um, in terms of you know because there's bound to be the question so what planner setup do you use for these sort of events well in my own case for my weekend in London for instance because I had a lot going on and there was lots of different times and things I actually used yep. um, four pages or four yeah four pages two sheets of paper which spread over the four days of undated daily uh, sheets which gave me a detailed sort of time scale on down one column and sort of like well not necessarily a task list because there wasn't much in the way of tasks but things to remember if nothing else in the sort of right hand column and I used those for the four days so I could put in right arrival time right what's what are we going to do next what am I going to do next so I didn't yeah. have to remember anything it was written down in advance 
and that was a big help because I had things like uh, booking numbers and all this sort of detailed stuff just on two sheets of paper and just that covered the whole four days and you know so we sort of we homed right in on um, what I was actually going to do in over the four days outside of that period it's back to sort of normal mm. sort of planning sort of uh, regime sort of thing but in the, I would do the same sort of thing for you know on the you know for Christmas Day for instance if you were having loads yeah. of people in you know what time have you so what's the the, the anticipated time of sitting down for Christmas dinner and then work back from that, you know, so you know you've got to do an hour of this or three hours of that and and so on sort of thing. So you've got nice little prompts as to, right, oh, right, it's 11 o'clock, I've got to go and put, you know, turn the oven on and, and, and all the rest of it sort of thing. One of, one of the biggest um, issues I've seen is people think they can get everything done on the last day. Mm. Very much like how you said you hated December because people tried to cram yeah. in a year's worth of work in one month. You know, you really can't get... And don't try to think that on Christmas Eve, all of a sudden, you're going to start doing all of this wonderful cooking and cleaning. And just try to pace yourself, I guess is what I'm saying, in terms of looking at the long-term plan. Incorporate in their rest incorporate periods where you're going to have to cook and then not do anything afterwards. If you're going to cook for three hours straight, are you really going to want to clean afterwards? <laughs> Probably not. So consider the realistic time frames when setting these things up and not say, well, I'll just do it all the day before and it'll be done. It'll be good. Whatever. It's that's, that's how you prepare to fail. Right. Right. I, I stick things on my list as early as possible because then they sort of nag at me to get them done because I know they've got to be done well in advance um, and not sort of be carried over and carried over and carried over too much because that's... So let me ask you, if you have something that's planned out for Christmas, for example, which is on the 25th, mm. and today's the first in the in this context, how do you know that something's nagging at you at the 25th? Do you have a little tab or do you look through or how do you remind yourself? Well, it'll be on my sort of um, weekly sheet and... Rather, if I've got to the end of that week and I've carried it over once, that starts to ring alarm bells, first of all, that I haven't got something done that I should have got done. And So it's marked on the 25th and it's also marked on the current? Yes. Or okay. let's, let's say it's not necessarily the 25th. It might be sort of, say, a week before then. But that's the sort of mm -hmm. the absolute deadline. But I will put in a reminder each week before then until it's done and then I, I once the thing's ticked off it will get ticked off on the deadline date as well so it does I know this seems weird but that's one of the things that I learned when I started getting into planning is I would write something on the due date mm. and realize that it was out of my field of vision mm. for the the previous three oh, yeah, weeks yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden I'd find myself oh well I've got to do this mm. thing right wake up like a, like a nerd um, and so what I've done now is that, like you, I sort of pop in a reminder note saying when I've that item was entered, let's say it was entered on the 1st, saying it's due on the 25th, and then I'll write another reminder the following week. It'll carry over mm. if it hasn't been completed like you. And you're right, alarms do go on, don't they? Yeah. It's sort of like, oh, you haven't another, completed this. Another obvious one of this type of planning, if you like, is birthdays. It's fine to record that it's someone's birthday on 
the 20th of December, but you really need right. to know about their birthday being on the 20th of December on, say, the 15th of December, if you've got to buy a right. card and then post it with the aim of actually them receiving it on the on the 20th. Correct. That's, that's a Allowing great example. Allowing for, you know, the variance each year that the 20th might be a Sunday and there's no postal delivery that day anyway, uh, and so on and so on. So you've got... <laughs> I tend to use... Um, electronic calendars per se for sort of annual events like that and depending on who it is i will vary the sort of alarm you know the first alarm will come up sort of you know eight days before yeah because you can adjust those for and a day the before second or alert two will be before, say so five days before yeah. um so it gives yeah. you that sort of you know if you haven't done it yet steve you've got to do it now you know <laughs> how many alarms have you got for my birthday? Oh, oh, none. Well. None. That's how many. <laughs> Don't ask me what the date is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because I'm terrible at remembering names and dates and things. It's I know. That's chronic. why I'm poking fun at you. <laughs> it's, um, no, it's, it's all a case of using your planner to take out the stress of these major events or major events in the calendar really i think um, be it long term uh, or short term and using it to the and maximum writing it down so that you can access it yeah using it to the absolute maximum so yeah we get to that point where i ask you where can we find you on the net you can find me on instagram at karina tovmasyan and facebook we have planarology groups and at Planerology.com. You're going to surprise me one day with something completely new. <laughs> I know. I'm just going to come up to you and say, we're, we're at the NASA space station now. Huh? <laughs> Where can we find you, Steve? You'll find me in the usual places of Filofaxi.com, TrollersNotebookTimes.com, and Mr. Filofaxi on the Instagrams. Instagrams.